This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. It's our playoff special, having secured the playoffs via a 4-1 win against uh, the Pompey of Hampshire, <laughs> the wrong side of, uh, of Hampshire, if you, if you believe some people, you know what I mean? I am still hungover from the, from the entire weekend. And uh, I owe many an apology to many of my podcasting colleagues for uh, getting so drunk I didn't make it to the pub later on. But I'm sure we'll get all that later on. Tonight with me, I've got Steve and I've got John. Um, Steve, how was your weekend, mate? All right? Uh, yeah, it was good. Really good. Thank you. Um, Did you make it to Kellam Island after the game? I, I made it I made it to Kellam, made it to the heist, met some, um, met some Twitterati, I suppose you'd call them. Um, great to catch up with, with Vic and ended up bumping into James. Saw Pete and um, one or two other people. So all in all, a uh, decent afternoon. I uh, I got so drunk at the Rawson Spring before the game. Uh, stopped off at KFC. I think I actually saw James then, actually. Stopped off at KFC and uh, I was battered. You and as I've drunk, left... You're that drunk that that was after the game, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had about two or three at half time, kept myself topped up. And I remember just stood there going, I'm too pissed. I can't do it. I can't do it. And uh, fast fast forward an hour, I was laid cuddled into ash on his son's bed, just absolutely past that. <laughs> you know, we were in an Uber. We were in an Uber on uh, Peniston trying to, we, it. We took us ages to get out of the riverside. Couldn't get any a taxi for anything. And I could just see Vic was just texting James. Oh. James was coming back and going, I've just passed him. He's in KFC. He's in a right angle. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just, I was just battered I, I just got carried away it was all the experience of it you know what I mean worth, what it, a, worth it yeah yeah of course it was what about you John how was your Saturday I saw you in the Rose and Spring for breakfast yeah well yeah we said breakfast it never happened for us I was supposed to meet my pal days like you know let's get in early let's get let's breakfast it with the spoons didn't happen we just liquid liquid breakfast like most of us down there so you're getting the seltzers in. What's he doing here? I knew something was wrong when, when you were having seltzers. I, thought, well, I, I, I tell you what it was. I needed something refreshing. And them, <laughs> them seltzers go down a bit sharpish. And, uh, yeah. and I'd had six of them and two pints, which is essentially eight beers. And I was arsehole. <laughs> I, was absolute, I have been that drunk 
in such a long time. People talking to me, I'm like, yeah, sick, yeah, yeah. I ran into uh, I ran into Shelley, the the, uh, the the lady that unfortunately lost her husband last year, and uh, I remember saying hello to her, but I can't remember a bloody thing. So my apologies, Shelley, if I if I breathed on you, uh, you know, sorry for that. And uh, and I don't normally shout at bar staff like that, but they uh, they deleted our orders from the eye order. It were an, it were a right day. It were a right day. And if, if you're gonna have an app, uh, Tim Martin, Alan Weatherspoons, if you're gonna have an app, make it work. You know what I mean? Get ready. It's a match day for Christ's sake. Get everybody on for breakfast. You should have seen the cues. But anyway, we can move on. All that. Let's talk about football. So, John, we didn't start very well, did we? Not at all. No, I mean. Um... It, it was just the perfect script for George Hurst, wasn't it? Five, what was it? Five minutes, six minutes in, bang. You could see he pulled off his marker there in the box, wide open. It, 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 all of a sudden, we, we're 1-0 down. You're thinking, oh, no, this is uh, this is going to be uh, a, a massive anticlimax here. We're, we're going to get the, the George Hurst knocking us out of the playoff scenario. But but weirdly enough, again, don't know if it was the ale like the rest of the guys, I wasn't overly nervous about being 1-0 down, even though... It wasn't the great, greatest start in the world. I thought, you know, it's early doors. There's still plenty of time. I thought with that crowd backing, we'd get back into it. And sure enough, we did pretty pretty sharpish, didn't we? we uh, a lovely finish from Lee Gregory, by the way. It, it, well, and... it was the other side of the pitch to where I was sitting, mate. That took, <laughs> I took a lot of focus in that. <laughs> um, yeah, but... it was, uh, I thought, you know, Absolutely incredible seals were full again, and uh, I just I just fancied us to get back in it. Um, there's a saying in football: you can score too early, and I think for them that that proved to be the case. Uh, especially we are we are back in, and what we're at stake. So it was it was awesome to get back into it so soon. Well, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Steve, you know that first five minutes, as, as John says, we were shit. <laughs> we, just, we just didn't get going, did we? No, we didn't. And I, do you know what? I'm I'm not really sure why. Um, I think everything else that you, you, you'd look at, you kind of go, there's 34 odd thousand people here. Um, this is it. We've got everything sort of in our hands. It's ours to lose, ours to throw. I actually think, and I said this last week to uh, one or two of the, the other guys, um, I was, like, like John, I wasn't overly worried um, the morning of it. It was nothing to do with what I drank that morning. I just, I, I had a vibe that MK Dons were going to beat Ports, uh, Plymouth. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any sort of worry about um, us not finishing in the playoffs. And I think that personally took the pressure off in terms of my expectations and my nerves a little bit because I just had a feeling that MK Dons were going to go hell for leather. I've not seen any of the highlights. I've seen the goals, but I've not seen anything around um, the sending off or anything that happened down there. But obviously, you know, the, the scores come through. And when they were sort of put to the sword fairly early, it, it, it ironically made our afternoon a little bit academic, didn't it, in terms of the mm-hmm. playoff, playoffs itself. Um, I thought, the, you know, the start was slow. It was sluggish. We were we were, we were off the pace a little bit. Um, their goal, um, as well taken as it was, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out of character a little bit and, and get after Liam Palmer because I thought he, he just totally switched off. He did. Um, you know, they, he did. They, they, but they then, I mean, to give it balance, though, he did then go on to have a really good game, though, didn't he? Mate. My notes are here. Palmer at fault for the first goal. After that, he was excellent. Yeah, he was. And I, I, I stand by that. Um, you know, I, I come in here week in, week out, and, and I talk about how he'll be seven out of ten. He's not going to pull any trees up. He's going to be all right. He very rarely, if ever, costs us a goal. Shot myself in the foot saying that last week because he cost us a goal on Saturday. But beyond that, you know, he was still at least a seven out of ten on Saturday. 
Um, I, I, I don't worry about Palmer being involved, provided he's got the right. The only time I worry about it, I think, is when he's not got the right foil either side of him. Um, and when that's happening, it's when we, you know, we're at bare bones. Um, if, if Darren Moore chooses to put him in, trusting Darren Moore, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to Liam Palmer. But after the first five minutes, getting the equaliser, um, I thought there was only going to be one winner, and we were we, we were effectively in cruise control for the remainder of the first half. Yeah, it did. It did take us a, a, a good few minutes to settle, and unfortunately, George Hurst did pull back. The, the way he pulled back to the penalty spot when the uh, when the winger hit the byline, I thought that's clever. That's clever. That yeah, because yeah. the defenders just got absolutely suckered in. They've turned around and gone, shit. <laughs> you can see it in the face as well. They they they, they flocked after the ball like ten year olds at a five a side tournament. You know what I mean? And and yeah. and. It was very poor, very poor defending, I thought. But you know, we showed some great character coming back. Now, John, tell us about the uh, tell us about the next goal because I'll not lie, I'd already snuck off. Now, as soon as we equalised, I snuck off to get more beer. Uh, I got I'd got my head on, so I missed this goal. So uh, tell t- tell tell it to me. I've only seen it on the replays. Uh, when's his second goal? Yeah, yeah just hold that thought, chaps. My boss right. is just calling me. Um, okay. Yeah, so we're talking when Wednesday went 2-1 up then, aren't we? Looking at uh, describing that goal, he didn't quite quite see it. Yeah, it was a little bit of a... I see it on the cop, so it was a little bit hard to see. It was a bit of a bobbling round the box kind of effort coming from the corner, kind of bobbled round the box. Berahino kind of picked it up, um, had, the, had the sort of skill and and um, that free movement that, he, that he's got in the box to just kind of swivel a little bit and get a shot away. And it just nestled lovely into the bottom corner, didn't it? And... Uh, from then on, we were no looking back. It was uh, there was only going to be one winner. It seemed, uh, although fair play to Pe- Peacock Farrell as well. He did have to make a couple of good, a good saves in the game to, uh, to to keep us well on top there. Otherwise, you know, I think there was one way tipped onto the bar. If that goes in, it's three two. Maybe we start getting nervy again. But uh, yeah, that was that Berahino goal set us on his way, and it was just a typical poacher's finish, that, which is what he is, isn't he? He's he's, he's kind of lethal in that six yard box. Um, Knew what was around him and had the uh, had the the skills to just pop pop into the bottom corner there. Yeah, absolutely. Now joined us tonight is Blair. Now Blair can ascertain and Blair can uh, vouch for how drunk I actually was because I've just remembered we went to the Wednesday tap after the game. Uh, oh, Steve, honestly, I was I was an asshole, mate. I was, I was in a right tangle. Were you the reason that I couldn't get into the tap after the match? Yeah, we. Uh, I, I think I. I think Ash and I only <laughs> watched about. Down. Yeah, we only watched about fifty minutes of the actual football. Like, <laughs> so so Blair, what did I do when I saw you in the pub? Um, smothered me. Yeah, give him a hug. It's a big hug. <laughs> I didn't realise how big you were. <laughs> I saw this massive manly Wednesday shit that's grabbed me for <laughs> it. ring. Now, Blair, we're, 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 uh, we've talked about the first three goals. Mm. Uh, let's move on to the to the third one. I mean, where were you sitting? What did you make of it? Did, I mean, like John Four, says, though, after they after they scored after Wednesday scored their second, mm. um, you know. There were only one team going to win there, weren't there? 100%. Yeah, it was, it's one of them things, isn't it? Packed hills, but it's absolutely bouncing. I, I mean, I was fully confident going into the game that we were going to win regardless. Even when, even when we went goal down within four minutes, I knew it was going to happen. Um, just, yeah, once that crowd... I mean, I didn't hear any any negative booing or anything, even, even when we went behind. I just knew we were going to win. Um, the, the second goal really... Really did help in the third goal. Well, that was it. Tell us it? about that third one, pal. The third one. 
I'm trying to think of which one the third one is now. I've got buys in my head for some reason. Who was the third? Jordan Story. Story. Jordan Story, yeah. That, well, I was sat, it was hard to really see it. I've watched it back a like hundred times and I still don't really know. It just comes off his shin, doesn't it? <laughs> Hunter smashes it across the box and he just shins it in. I think even it then, a, then. It, it, was, it was a case of it being right place, right time, wasn't it, really? I think um, the, the, we'd, we'd recycled from a corner and the, they, they'd headed it out and Hunt's picked it up sort of mid their half and played it down the line and Byers has got a lucky lucky or he's you know the ball's bobbled and it's come away from him driven into the box and then he's just driven it sort of four or five yards parallel to the the, the byline across and story was just there um i think i think when we've gone in there at the start of the game you look at the lineup and i personally i don't know about anybody else but i remember um the, the their keeper is it bazuna had uh, come out and i'd gone oh shit i'd forgot they've got him because he's He's actually pretty good. Very good. He, he, he was really good at, the, at their place. And I thought, you know, this might be a bit of a, a, a sort of an uphill battle sort of thing in terms of trying to get past him. The fact that we've scored four goals against what I will say, I'll call it now, say what you, get, you want get, uh, about Peacock Farrell. He's the best goalkeeper I, I've seen mm. this year. In, in, he's a yeah, present, he's a presence, isn't he? He's a presence. Yeah. Um, he's still shit four goals, though, lads. You know what I mean? But, oh, yeah, but... But the point, you know, the thing is, I, I, I couldn't see a bit like Blair. I don't really know what happened with him in terms of the, the, the third goal. It all seemed to be a little bit, I don't know if he got one of the players got in the way or he's lost his footing or what, but all the story's just stuck a leg out and it's managed to go in off his shin. I don't I think... know how much story knew about it, but, you know, to, to go in and, and the, the, the goal was made by the way that, you know, we'd, we'd recycled from the ball. Hunt had got the ball, played it down to Byers. Byers had got the lucky bounce and we'd laid it in there and then it you know, that made the goal as daft as it sounds. It was just a rel- relentless 20 minutes, weren't it? When we just absolutely just smashed them. They were brilliant. I, th- I, found it, I found it really hard to focus on the, on the game in, in like, just as a whole, because it was just so loud, weren't it? The atmosphere was just mental. Mm. Like, I, found it, I found it hard to even just focus on it. And I was completely sober, because I'm like standby. I'll tell, tell you what it was, Blair. Like, you know, I, I had a season ticket in the heady Premier League days and the earlier championship stuff. And, I, I, you know, everybody was talking about, oh, Hillsborough's full, it's going to be great. And I remember thinking, it used to be full all the time. What are you on about? And then over the last two decades have gone, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be full, yeah. You know what I mean? And, it, and to have that atmosphere, and I remember the, looking around at the inflatables and everything getting chucked around in the cop. The, John, did you see that? Uh, it was like an inflatable cat, Lilo. It was a shape of a big cat's face just getting slopped around. Some, yeah, and banana, bananas flying Land around. Head, that cat. Was it? I, last time we had the inflatables was when we, um, the Wickham game, to, mm. to get promotion back to the championship. And there was like, there was a pig, an inflatable pig that was flying around with a, with a red and white striped top on. And I managed to catch that and wrangle its neck a bit before I threw it on to somebody <laughs> else. Like, Definitely, don't you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so we're 3-1 up now, it's the second half, and it was a bit more of a mooted second half, but we were still on top. I don't think I was ever particularly worried about, about conceding another from those. And then, uh, and, and then the fourth goal, which I thought carried the same vein as the, the other three that we'd scored, was very much a proper footballing goal. You know what I mean? It was a League One goal. Whack, kick, deflect, nod. You know what I mean? It, it was all very much... They, they, you know, they weren't long-range strikes. There's none that's going to make the goal of the season. But I thought Bias for me, was one of the best ones of the four. It was such a deft little header into the far beans on toast. And um, and because it was at the cop end, I think I lost my mind at this point. What about you, lads? 
Yeah. Um, my favourite part about that goal was how Windass sort of like looked like so arrogant to even take the corner. Mm-hmm. And then he put in like such a it's such a good ball. And then Bayers put it in. I was watching Windass and he sort of it's like he didn't even move. He didn't have any emotion. Just kind of stood there like, I'm good, mate. If it makes you feel a better, Blair, he now has terrible hair. Yeah, and yeah. I think like, I think like having him back for the playoffs is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't. I mean, you can't really scout him. You don't know what other teams don't know what he's going to do, where he's going to play. I ain't got a clue where he plays in, in, Mar- in Darren Moore's formation. Is he a striker? Is he a wing back? I don't know. Is he a midfielder? Exactly. Oh no, he's probably. Behind Bannon, the second best player in the league. <laughs> so, could well be, mate. It's like an unbelievable asset to have for two important games, well, three important games, hopefully. And also, the biggest point I was saying to my mates during the game was how bang informally Gregory is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what a time to have an informed striker is mm. the end of the season and for the playoffs. So, I'll tell, tell you what, I'm like, well confident. T- John, listening, watching, watching Lee Gregory live in a game where we've been so successful, it's abs- it's an absolute masterclass in, in harrying and, and you know what I mean? And putting some pressure on defenders in it. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's got very few weaknesses to his game at this level. Obviously, I mean, he's not lightning quick, but it doesn't need to be because he's got it up here. Everything's in, in his mind. He runs the channels. He pulls off the last man. He can hold the ball. I mean, the times he, the balls we put up to him sometimes and he just chests it. He's got defenders trying to pull him down. He's like, no, not having that. Brings it down off the chest, brings other players into play. And then he's, then he's off on his next run trying to get to the fast stick, near stick, you know, whichever it may be. Mm. Uh, and and that finish was well so underrated that that mm-hmm. to get us back to one one because the ball was whipped in on the ground at some pace and he just he just kind of curls it off off his boot into the bottom corner with ease and yeah he's bang he's a, he's a player banging form and uh, uh, it's that's going to be really key for us now going into these playoff games uh, yeah he's terrific sixteen goals I think he's got now so um, and he's been injured a lot of the season so it's ten. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I did not add the injuries. I think we would have been talking about a twenty-goal season striker, which I'm not sure we've had for a while. I mean, I know Steve McLean got one, but that's going way back. But I don't know since maybe Medine. I don't know um, Neil, Neil Miller. Yeah, yeah. what is it? Jesus, that's going back some years now. Um, so Sheffield Wednesday have run out four-one winners. It cemented our place into the playoffs. We finished fourth, securing ourselves a tie thanks to uh, the Wickham uh, the MK Dons game finishes. It did. Um, it secured us a tie against Sunderland, uh, another huge club in League One that people would argue shouldn't be playing at that level. They've had a couple of bites at the Chariot promotion and keep dropping the ball. And Steve has just ruined my day. He's just sent me a text message while you were talking there, John, of the League One form table from the last 10. Uh, at the bottom, we've got MK Dons. Uh, in third, you've got Sheffield Wednesday. Guess who's at top? Why are you, man? It's going to be them Mackhams, isn't it? It's them Mackhams having a lovely <laughs> fucking time, like. They're uh, they out of the last 10. That was, that was hard. That was, <laughs> what accent was that? I'll t- tell you what it is. Got a little bit of scouse in there. Have you, have you ever listened to Atletico Mince? Every, every, all of their characters have uh, shit Geordie accents. Every single one of them. And and that one was... Uh, have you ever went to do uh, Peter Beardsley and he have his wife? And she goes... Get us some fucking eggs, you creepy little bastard, like. And that in my head now, people in the northeast all talk like that. Well, uh, I think I had Seaside Tintin, though. 
<laughs> just having a lovely little fucking neck, like. So anyway, Sunderland top of the form table, uh, twenty-four points. Wickham twenty-two. Sheffield Wednesday twenty-one, and MK Dons twenty. It's still relatively tight. Don't get me wrong. However, Steve, I'd have preferred, I'd have preferred this to be a semi-final as it is, because I must admit, a Wembley final against that lot. I, 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 I prefer it the way it is. What do you reckon? Or would you love to see Wembley bouncing with, with red and white and blue and white? I prefer it as it is. I, I'm 100%. Um, I think in the cold light of day, personally, my personal opinion is it's it's the worst connotation of playoff that we could get mm-hmm. in terms of the fact that um, we've got to go to Sunderland and they're, they're the only team with a, a stadium bigger than ours. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, on Friday night, <laughs> They've got 35,000 people there. I think I've seen Ashes dropped onto, onto the chat that they've sold 35,000 tickets already. We cannot possibly sell 35,000. So we've got to turn up mm-hmm. on Friday night. Um, the positive, if we do turn up and we if, if, if we get a positive result, whether that be a win or a draw with a positive performance, they've got to come to our place and Hillsborough is a bit of a fortress and it'll be a bit of a, uh, you know, a, a hoodoo sort of venue for them Monday night, all being well. But if we get past that, I was at MK Dons. I've seen us play MK Dons twice. I worry about MK Dons, to be honest with you. I and, and I know people say we'd rather play MK Dons and play football than Wickham. Me personally, give me Wickham any day of the week. I think on a Wembley pitch, um, a, a, you know, a big pitch with lots and lots of Wednesday nights behind it, I'd rather play Wickham than MK Dons. I, t- I tell you what it is, Steve, and that <laughs> I was speaking to my uh, my esteemed father. Uh, after it started, when I got up from Cuddling Ash, I then went over and met my dad, who had just come back from Gillingham, because uh, he's a Rotherham fan. Big old one at all. Like, he talks about no tells, and he always likes to get a dig in about the Wednesday. And um, and he was saying about Wickham, and they did it to us, and they did it to Rotherham really well. They were really good at the dark arts. So they played them for 90 minutes, and the you know that statistic you get of how long the ball's in play, how much football was actually played. They played 36 minutes of football. They did it to us and did it to Rotherham. They hit the deck, they bite, they kick, they push, they're all over, everybody's injured, they shit out as, at, at the best of them. And But I just feel like, John, I don't know if you agree, like MK Dons and Wickham, there is an element that they could get overawed by the occasion of going to Wembley, whereas I don't think Sunderland could. What do you reckon? Yeah, uh, but then the, the flip side of the coin is you, you sat there looking at their half-empty support like we did against Hull and uh, the occasion didn't really bother them and, and they still managed to, to pull out a result from some sort of wonder strike that you know, and, and we're, we're clawing on and trying to get back in the game and eventually time runs out. But no, I think um, we've been there before. We, we took 40,000 last time, didn't we, for Hull? We'd, we'd take 40 again, even though oh, they were in League 1. Yeah, yeah. We'll just give it us all. Just, just give them the bomb cards. If it's MK Dons, I, you know, just give us all tickets. We'll sort it out, lads. We'll give them some. You know what I yeah. mean? We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think, so obviously, Wickham wouldn't take, they're not a massive, a big club body in terms of support. Um, MK Dons are the kind of everyone's team to dislike because of what have they were formed. I think people still don't like that and I think people still take issue with that so um, but but uh, yeah as you were saying earlier Dan um, with with Sunderland in the final I mean that's that's going to be bigger than the Champions League final in terms of attendance you're getting 90,000 for that if, if it was Wednesday <laughs> and Sunderland in the final but 
So, yeah, I mean, maybe playing them over two legs just for the occasion, as it, as it were, may, may, may suit us better than, than that big one-off pressure cooker-filled mm-hmm. one-off 90-minute or maybe plus mm-hmm. extra time final. So, um, yeah, I mean, Wickham are basically Atletico Madrid of League One, aren't they? They're just going to kick and yeah. bite, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a good It's going to be up and down the, 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 the touchline like Simeone, isn't he, trying to get players sent off and you know they, they, it's a bit anti-football at times isn't it so and then they've managed to get results against you know they, they, they did that to us didn't they in, in, in the most recent away game with them so we, but yeah maybe the Wembley pitch being bigger allows us to to sort of counter Point that with our genuine football you know uh, player rather than the you know tight ground like you would have got at Wickham and uh uh, and their tactics, so maybe the bigger pitch would suit. So it's difficult. They're going to clash of styles, whoever we meet, isn't it? Because MK Dons will try and play us at his own game and try and beat us at his own game. Wickham will try and bully us if, it, if it's them. So it's, it's you've got to essentially have two plans, haven't you? And I know sometimes the, the thing with Moore is has he got two plans, you know? But, you know, deal I'll, come with that as, as I'll bring that up there. with you, Stephen, about five minutes. <laughs> but, but Blair, before we do all that, before we start talking about Wembley, before we get carried away, we've got two what could potentially be tasty legs against Sunderland. Now, uh, what? where are we head to head? We went there and got spanked 5 0. What was it at Hillsborough? Did we do them 4 1? 3 0. 3 0. Is that what it were? Now, yeah. they've got the edge in terms of goals scored. Is there an element of us going up there and dropping the arse out of it? Well, the only thing I'm worried about is that. They keep scoring late goals and we concede late goals. <laughs> so, you know. It's a match made in heaven, mate. <laughs> yeah. That Nathan Broadhead. I think every time I looked on a Sunderland goal, like 91 minutes, Nathan Broadhead. All right. Am I right in thinking they've got Danny Bart as well? Danny Bart's there yeah. as well. So, you know, put some money on him. Um, it's the biggest League One playoff fixture ever, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be an yeah. absolute monster. It, it, the fact that these two are in there, down there, I mean, a bit arrogant, I know, but. We're not there. We're not. We're not down there for. It's basically like uh, Tyson <laughs> and Holyfield fighting in the car park of the dog and duck, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's embarrassing in a, in, a, in a way, but how poor these massive clubs have been run in recent uh, on how we're down there. Um, so yeah, it, it's huge. I think we'll. I think it'll be. I think I have to think we'll win. I think we'll win both legs. Fuck it. <clears throat> <laughs> so go on then, Steve. Go on, hit, me, hit me with some stats. I've seen with your writing down face. No, I'm just looking. Uh, Broadhead, he, he came off injured. He, he only lasted 25 minutes on Saturday, didn't he? And he's oh, injured. That... I just wondered. I just wondered if there was um, any updates. So I'm just having a quick scroll. Well, we've back. had no updates ourselves on Barry Bannon's injury. He went down in front he's of the car. He's with fine. He's fine. Looked like a, a hamstring injury, but. I must admit, it did look like a bit of shit in, if I'm honest. And yeah, and, I think I think he started rubbing his leg when he, when he thought referee hadn't stopped it yet. I better like egg it on a little bit, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all being very cagey with Bannon, isn't it? I, I visions him running up Grano Woods like Rocky Four, and he's got like logs <laughs> around his shoulders and stuff. He's preparing for to try and get back in time for Friday. But yeah, um, I think somebody was saying, uh, I don't know, one of the Sheffield Star journals that uh, if Moore's got any, you know, any. Um, uh, sort of thoughts about it. it should keep quiet and whether Bannon is injured or not, just keep keep something guessing right up to match day and not, not kind of elaborate on it. I don't think we'll we'll hear anything about Bannon until six forty five on Friday. To be honest with you, um, they'll, they'll, they'll keep the cards close to the chest. Um, anecdotally, I sit behind the dugout and he came round. He sat at the front 
Um, you'll, when they bring him off, he always sits in what would be Darren Moore's seat. So if you've got the two rows of seats in the dugout, he sits on the very left-hand one as you look at the pitch on the front row. Um, they didn't ice him. He didn't get any attention from the physio. Um, he did say, my sister sits with me, he did say that he feels like he might have had a little bit of a niggle in, in, in the hammy as he, he's come off. He said he, he didn't think he was a tear. But, you know, I'm reliant on my sister's fucking lip reading skills. Lip reading right skills. But what, you, what you're going to do, what you're going to do is if, if he's not right, he's definitely not walking around with his daughter, is he? I think, I think that's a, that's a telltale sign. I think mm -hmm. they're going to, they, they, they'll obviously assess it, but they've not said he's, he's being scammed. He's being uh, treated or anything like that. Um, he was pretty active on socials on Sunday with the uh, Celtic Rangers game. Um, so I'd like, you'd like to think it's business as normal and, a little bit of treatment, um, get the physios working after it. We'll manage it as best we can. Certainly Friday, hopefully Monday, adrenaline will get him through. And then he's got a couple of weeks to uh, get himself right if, if, if needs be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so I, how are you feeling, John? Like I, I'm trying to, I want to, I want to dig into this. Like, you know what I mean? We've had the, we've had the usual ticket nonsense. I can't go through it again. You know, then what I've gone, get tickets. It's as simple as that. You know what I mean? It, 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 it They've gone. They've put the shift in. That they've earned those tickets. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with it. You know what I mean. And if somebody said to me, "Come up with a better system than that," I'd absolutely draw a blank. But in terms of, in terms of this fixture on Friday, how are you feeling? Like, I, I mean, Blair says we're going to win both, but um, how do you? Feel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the last time I went up there was a catastrophe, um, five nil, wasn't it? And um, one. Pretty much, game. Yeah, I think it was probably over by half time, but that was that was a good while back. Um, and it's essentially more cup football now. The mentality is different. Mm. Uh, it's not about three points now. It's about trying to bring something back to Hillsborough, uh, whether it's a draw or even if we're, we lose the game by a goal, just to bring them back to Hillsborough and recreate the same atmosphere or even better it than what we've just had to try and carry us over the line. Um, so yeah, I think. It's a good test for Marks. I'm not sure. I don't sure he ever made the playoffs with Doncaster. I can't recall. But he left um, them when they were in eight, didn't he? Right. Yeah. So it's 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 a good um, it's a good test for him as a manager. Um, one of the things, as much as we all loved Carlos, one of the things that really sticks with me is how negative he were in that Huddersfield away game. Uh, it still bugs me to this day. Still that, yeah, I mention it all the time. Yeah, yeah, because uh, there was just too much reliance on getting them back to Hillsborough and, and, and seeing them off. But they were just far too negative in that way, like at Huddersfield, and, and ultimately cost us. Mm -hmm. uh, now I know it's different team, different era, different manager, but, but they, they was, did get promoted without scoring a goal. Oh, it was just yeah. yeah they drew it, it, they drew all three games. Penalty shootouts all, <laughs> to the, all the way, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, even the goal Hillsborough was an own goal, wasn't it? It was Tom Williams, yeah. wasn't it? Mm. But. Uh, yeah, they, they just had so much luck that season. But yeah, I'm hoping that more... Because um, away form has been patchy. It's kind of mid-table at best. But it is, like I said before, it's a different mentality. It's cup football. And I think we've just got to go with them there with a the mindset. And not just trying to sit back. Just go with the mindset of trying to get a positive result uh, thinking about the second leg, whether that's a, whether that, you know that could be a win draw or or only lose by a goal. That I, all three of those scenarios, bringing them back to Hillsborough, is pretty decent in my eyes. So I think we've just got to go there and stand up to the pressure. They'll be, they'll be, you know, they, 
it holds about 40,000, doesn't it? The stadium mm. alike. So it's going to be a big crowd and that can't, could feel intimidating, but they've got to, they've got to get over that and get them back to Hillsborough and uh, we'll have 30 odd thousand there to try and uh, get us to Wembley. So now, up the Now, Steve, uh, <laughs> a few months ago on this podcast, we started talking about Darren Moore after we'd lost and all the rest of it. And I think I went, well, fuck him. It took him six months to get his team together. It took him too long. Took him too long. Now, <laughs> one thing I will—I have always conceded about Darren Moore—is that his recruitment has been outstanding. I think we've signed so, especially in um, in January. I feel like our January signings were absolutely sublime. I thought they were brilliant. I thought they did really well. And you know, and, and in terms of what's been a flop and what's not, is eighty percent. Do you know what I mean for me? Um, which is, Christ, so much better than the recruitment we made since the checkbook opened when Chan Siri and Carlos first came. Um, Darren Moore's got it right the last few weeks, Annie. What, what do you reckon? I mean, come on. You know, has he, has he got a plan B? Because last week we got treated to a plan B and it, and it paid off. And then uh, did you see much of one on Saturday or do you feel like plan A was okay? Or did you see a change in intensity, all the rest of it? You know what I mean? Come on, what... It, I'm going to give you a soapbox now to uh, to wax lyrical about the gaffer. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, um, I I came out of Fleetwood last week and said he changed it, um, in, in, and I can't remember what I said, but it, it, it created some conversation that was quite divisive. I think on Twitter, I said he he, he did have a plan B. Um, he proved that he got a plan B. He changed it up, um, and against Fleetwood, I think in, in down in, into no small part to Darren Moore that did we turn come away from Fleetwood having won the game, and I, I stand by that. I think he he, he recognised that things weren't right, um, and off the back of that, made the change that he made, and we went on and we won the game. And I think the the, the changes that we made were were integral to um, you know getting that 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 second and. What what are you showing me there, Blair? A Villarreal beating Liverpool. It's two and Yeah, yeah, two to an aggregate. Yeah, I've just seen Bournemouth score against Nottingham Forest and all, but we'll pull that apart a bit. Go on, Steve. Sorry, mate. I, yeah, I, got, um, I got way laid on the football that's happening right now. Yeah, uh, I, to the, I'm, I'm just saying he, he, he's damned if he does and he, he's damned if he doesn't, or vice versa, if you like. Because when people when you say that Darren Moore's got a plan B, people will then come out and it's it's very easy to say, well, why didn't he get it right in the first place? And I just I don't get that. I don't understand that mentality. And when people go, it's not good enough. And you, you know you've got your more detractors. Um, and I understand that and I get it, um, whether I agree with it or not. But if your argument is, well, Darren Moore needs a plan B after we've talked about whether or not he's got a plan B, um, I don't get where your head's at. You know, the, people will set up teams, people will set up games, um, four games, and expect something well you know something to work well and the the formation that we put out to 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 work for them on that day um (laughs) Jurgen Klopp has set up tonight with a view that Liverpool aren't going to be 2-0 down I'm telling you now guys Jurgen Klopp will be changing it if he's 2-0 down at Villarreal (laughs) in in the Champions League semi-final so give Darren Moore his due when it's not going right he's proven in 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 on a couple of occasions recently that he can change it I think some of the, the the feel about it has come out of his left field um, ideas, as in Marvin Johnson playing left centre back, mm-hmm. as in you know the, the his his team selections at times 
have been divisive in the sense that we've talked about dropping players. Why have we arrested this player when um, we've only got this much football to play? Why have we done that when this needed to happen and so forth? He's got a plan. He's got an idea that he wants to to sort of get through. And I get that. I do understand it. And, you know, I don't think that Darren Moore has done a great deal wrong, certainly since, um, the, ironically, since the sort of the Sunderland, Shrewsbury, Oxford sort of phase of the season. I think we've kicked on from there. Um, we've had a couple of unfortunate results in the last sort of four months. But if you're telling me, if you look at it, two, maybe three results that you can go back to, the draw, uh, sorry, the, the loss at Lincoln. Lincoln. And Oxford at home. Oxford at home, yeah. You know, when you when you look at when you look at it, he's, he's once things have settled and he's got what he wanted to do, I, I think he's done all right. He's only done all right, Blair. You see that—that's him holding it back. Because I think if we get promoted, I'm going to get delivered quite the amount of fuck yous later on. You know what I mean? If if, if we if we do mm-hmm. go up, what are your thoughts and feelings on it? What, on Darren Moore? Yeah, go on. Well, uh, well, we mentioned the other the other week. I felt like he's a great coach. Obviously, that that shines through. People want to play for him. Um, it's his fourth year in in his tenure as a, as a, as a first-teamer, first-team manager. So I think, like, he's still learning on the job. I think he was that phrase. I think he's still learning how to be a be a first-team manager. And, you know, I mean, these high-pressure situations, but you can't you can't learn. Like, you can't, you know, I mean, you can't study what, what it's like to be 2-1 no, down. There's no space, especially yeah. Sheffield Wednesday in League One. We don't, yeah, exactly. don't want anybody yeah. learning on the job. And do you reckon that's yeah. why he's come under so much shine? Yeah, I think, and I think, I think we expect too much when we're in League One because with Sheffield Wednesday we're massive and we're playing Wimbledon. Yeah, we should be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we just expect to be there. Maybe that's us being too harsh as a critics, but at the same time, there's only twelve clubs in the in the country who have better, better history than us and have a have a bigger bigger fan base than us. So, are we wrong to expect more and just accept mediocrity? I don't think so. Um, personally, I think. I think he's. Oh, my cat's just gone invaded the space. Here he is. What's, it, what's his name? Charlie the cat. Charlie the, the cat. Big, That's a shit surname. Yeah, that, Char- he's a big Moore fan. He just came in and said, "Oh, lads, Morin, Morin." Um, I think. What I mean in in Moore's defence, we are playing some of the best football we've played since Carlos. I think. I think sometimes the Plan B thing hasn't helped with Windass being injured, and then you've got. Obviously, Canberra and Sowers is backup strikers. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've got to change it, but I can't really take off these two and bring <laughs> bring these two on because these two aren't going to change it. Are they? <laughs> sort of thing. The only criticism is the is the formation, you know, the three five two changing changing mid season to to a system. So all these signings he made in the summer don't fit the system he's now decided to go in with. I think that's a bit. But that criminal. was a for, that was an enforced change though, and I think it, it was a necessary one. It's balls out to go. Shit! I've signed all these players to play a four-four-two, and then mm. now, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and then we can say in January, Chairman's helped him and backed him. Mm. You know, he signed, signed Ian Story, which has made his so that's released Johnson to the left, and so you can say, so, I mean, there's two sides of the coin. I think it's Jerry's out until we get promoted, isn't it? I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll call this now, though. I don't think given the signings that we made, I don't think they'd be half as effective as they have been if we'd have played a 4-4-2. I don't think Johnson can play left side of a midfield. I don't I don't think he offers as much as he offers as a left wing back, given that the way that we put three in at centre-half. 
mm-hmm. you know, look at the midfield that we've got. Um, the, 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 the shining star for the first two months was Dennis Adeneran, but we've not spoken about because he's not played in however long. Um, if we're playing a 4-4-2, he signed Adeneran, he signed Wing, he signed Byers, we've got Bannon. You know, there's four lads there. You know, you want two players for every position. 4-4-2, we're going to find it very difficult to shoehorn in all of these players. I actually think, I disagree with Blair, I think the 3-5-2 might have been the making of our season, to be honest with you. Yeah, I The th- fact that we've got personnel now, the, 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 the lads that have come in. Sorry, I think we... Sorry. No, I think we I think we've backed up well. Well, once we settle on three five two, I think that that that's that's where we went. I mean, John, I mean, do you agree with do you agree with Blair? Do, are we a bit now Windass is back? I feel like we were lacking depth a little bit in that forward position, weren't we, up front? You know, he was he was right yeah. about Canberry and so. Um even though I'll yeah. still I'll still maintain that when we've called on so, he has performed, even though the ones where he hasn't, he's been absolutely bloody terrible. You know what I mean? <laughs> But um, but it's not you know the, the demise of Florin Camberi has been uh, has been well documented, hasn't it? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I think Steve had some good points there, um, particularly three five two and allowing one thing that you don't want Bannon in a mid, in a in a two in midfield is because it doesn't give him that license to to get forward and support the attack. He invariably ends up picking the ball up from the back line, and that just drives me crazy. I don't like to see that. Do you know what? I swear to God, John, we've discussed that a thousand times. Like it's when he's in a two and he doesn't trust his his partner, which is usually Joey or was usually Joey Pelopesi, he would drop back to the defense, he'd split the defense in two, and bear in mind he's not going to be winning any back post headers. And then he'll try and try and get the ball. But if 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 we lose it and they recycle it, it everybody's out of position. So yeah. what, what we found, and I think the MK Dons game was probably the best example of it. What happens when Bannon can go forward? You know, when he's got Absolutely. two players that he trusts, because that's that's a huge key with him, isn't it? Two players that he trusts behind him. Oh, he's an absolute magician, isn't he? Well, look at that. He just scored, what, a contender for goal of the season because he's not sat on our back line. He's, he's sat in the hole, isn't he? And he's mm. waiting for some their, their defenders to just head it back, clearance. He spotted the keeper off his line and bang, picked that one out. And that, that's where you want Bannon. You don't want him picking the ball up from your back line. And I think the formation change, as Steve said, has... Med play, uh, enabled players like Bannon to get further forward with the support of Luongo and uh, Bias around him. It's allowed uh, Marvin Johnson to play a more natural role for him, given his skill set at 29, 30 years old. He's not he's not a lightning quick winger down the wing for a four four two anymore. But what he can do, you can get him on the overlap, and you can and he can put some cracking balls into the box for for the likes of Lee Gregory. Um, yeah, I think Windass back is absolutely key. And although, you know, I'm not a massive Canberry fan, I think he can come on and, and he can change a game, but I don't think he's going to come on and get you a goal or such. He's more of a put himself about, trying to That's hold very it diplomatic up. of you, John. I really enjoy yeah, that. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not a massive Canberry fan, if I'm honest, but. Uh, um, he could shit yeah, out as if we're already one nil. Yeah, if, you, if you're you winning the game, or he's just trying to put himself about and win a ball for somebody else to run on to, then then yeah. But if you if, if you're bringing him on for him to try and get you the goal, then I'm not super confident that's going to happen. But that's so I'm glad we've got Windass back in that regard. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, as we enter the last five minutes. Uh, I'm going to go to some any other business. I want to say congratulations to Barry Bannon for making the player of the season as voted for by the Sheffield Wednesday fans. I mean, who else is it going to be? You know, contenders, names in the list. You know, people have spoken about for me as a contender, for me as a contender, 
this was all behind Barry Bannon. You know what I mean? So big, you know, special mention to Johnson having found yeah. that position yeah. that, that he did. Story. Yeah. Jo- uh, oh, Jordan Story has been an absolute revelation. Uh, Harley Dean not going to be a contender because he's not, he's not played a lot of the season. But when he's come on, he's he's, he's um, influence and his you know appearances have have absolutely driven home. Apart from the one where he goes off after six minutes. Uh, bottom end of the uh, the table there, we've got uh, Jordan John Jules and uh, Jade of Brown. And, and uh, Lewis Wing, so uh, <laughs> locked in the Herbie Manuelson suite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's where they go. The Herbie Manuelson trash can. And uh, also, our uh, accounts have been uh, have been released this week. Uh, we have operated at a loss. We have broken the breach of uh, breaking over thirty nine million pounds over the last three years in terms of loss. However, these were the COVID accounts. So let's not lose our minds just yet. Let's just see how that pans out. Uh, that's the headlines from that because I'm not even going to attempt to talk about football finances. But before we go tonight, Stevie, let's have a prediction for this Friday. Deep breath, son. Deep breath. Um, I think we will draw. Score draw? Or yeah. a nil no? One all. One all. What about you, Blair? Look into the cat's eyes, the mystic mog. Yeah, he reckons 3-0 Wednesday. Does he? Is that what he said? He's yeah, it says, uh, says Lee Gregory's our number nine. Scores goals in the blue and white. So. You've given him too many dreamies for breakfast. <laughs> what, what, what about you, John? I'm going to give you two here. I'm going to say if Bannon's fit and plays, we don't lose the game. If Bannon doesn't play, I think we lose the game by a goal and then get him back to Hillsborough. I, I can't choose it. I, th- I think it could be a score draw. I think it's going to be... I don't think any. it's going to be any more than two goals scored by either team uh, I think it could be 1-0 Sunderland but I think it could be a draw as well but anyway let's just see how it goes we'll hopefully join you next week before the uh, before the final uh, before the final in a good spirit you know what I mean also Dan as well I don't know I've been working on a bit of a George Bias song over the weekend that I don't know um, it's a little bit of um, some of you guys are going to be a bit, a bit young Race to, yourself, kids. to remember this artist I've got Eminem I've got 8 Mile <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not a rap. No, I can't do that. On it, rap artist from KFC. But, what is um, it when you do it, you look like really cool, and when I do it, I look like the emperor. Dark Sidious. Worry about the dark side. <laughs> like what? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's to the tune of um, "I'm on Fire" by Bruce Springsteen, legendary okay. artist. Okay. So it's the um, boss. Hey, everybody, let me tell you all about a guy in the middle. He can do it. All his name is George now. He's going to take us higher. Whoa, <laughs> we've got buyers. I, well, <laughs> it's short, it's sweet. It made the iPad fall over. I'm very excited <laughs> about it. If we get that going, John, I'll buy you a pint. I'll buy you an alcoholic water because three of them for breakfast, six of them for breakfast is is a bin. i tell you what, Blair, honestly, I walked into Wednesday Tap, right? Mm. And, I, and I saw they were doing jugs for a reduced price, a four-pint jug if you bought four pints. There's eight so. pints on your table when I walked in. When I yeah, I bought, I bought two jugs and they went, yeah, it, do, it don't go well into a jug, so here's just eight pints. <laughs> just me and Ash stood eight there. Pints. <laughs> but anyway, listen, thanks thanks a lot for joining us tonight, chaps. Thank you for jumping into the breach for us this evening. Stay at if you're going to, if you're going to Sunderland, folks, get there safe. Hope you listen to this nonsense, and I hope we've made you get really angry about it. And I hope you're absolutely baying for blood, you lucky two thousand people. See you later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. 
We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.